0: Stay tuned. The last episode of the podcast, episode 23, U.S. Entities' Validations Required to Set Up a Non-U.S. or Foreign Vendor, talked about what documents to collect and how to validate them for foreign vendors. So on today's podcast, I'm going to keep that foreign vendor conversation going by talking about that added task that every AP person loves to do when you collect a version of the W-8, and that is tracking the W-8 expiration dates. to episode 24, Tracking IRS Form W-8 Expiration Dates. Yet another fabulous task AP gets to do. Collecting the right IRS W-8 form, be it a W-8-BIN, a W-8-BIN-E, a W-8-ECI, a W-8-EXP, and the W-8-IMY, for foreign vendors is more complex than the IRS Form W-9. And sometimes the foreign vendors themselves don't even know how to fill those out. And while I can't help with that, what I can help with is how to deal with the fact that unlike the IRS Form W-9, the various versions of the IRS uh, W 8 form, depending on the circumstances, can expire. And because they can expire, that means that there must be a way to track the expiration dates of those forms. So prior to uh, stepping out on my own, I was an accounts payable manager actually at two different firms, and both of them dealt with, or we had foreign vendors at both of those firms. And in my experience, the IRS W 8 form that was most often submitted to accounts payable for vendor setup was. Either the IRS W-8-BIN, which is for foreign individuals, and the IRS W-8-BIN-E, which is for foreign entities. Now, according to the IRS instructions for the W-8 BEN and the W-8 BEN E, the um, section where it talks about the expiration of form um, of the forms, I will read it. It's actually the same explanation for both. It's just that the IRS uses different dates as examples, and I'll put a link to these instructions in the show notes. But what it says is generally a form W-8 BEN. W-8-B-E, will remain valid for purposes of both chapters 3 and 4 for a period starting on the date the form is signed and ending on the last day of the third succeeding calendar year unless a change in circumstances makes any information on the form incorrect. For example, a form W-8-BEN or W-8-BEN-E signed September 30th, 2014 remains valid through December 31st, 2017. Now the instructions also say, however, under certain uh, conditions, a form W-8-BEN-E or form W-8-BEN will remain in effect indefinitely absent a change of circumstances, and then it gives these IRS regulations that I do encourage you to either look up or consult your tax professional. Disclaimer, I am not a uh, tax expert, but what I am here to do is talk about how to track those expiration dates based on this explanation. So, based on the excerpts, and your or your tax professional's um, interpretation of the vendor and the vendor forms, then you may need to track expiration dates of the W-8 forms so you can collect them by 1231 of the calendar year in which they expire. So why is it important to track? Well, it's important to track because the IRS W-8 forms, and I'm sure you or your tax professional will tell you this, they apply at the time of payment. So if you fail to track and your company makes a payment to a foreign vendor that does not have a valid W-8 on file, You have missed the requirement to back up withhold under the IRS presumption rules at 30%. Your company may now be on the hook for that 30% plus any assessed interest and penalties. And some of you may be out there asking, well, what if the form does not have an expiration date? And I did look this up. And again, I will put the link to the IRS instructions for those forms uh, in the show notes. But basically, the IRS says that if a WA form is otherwise valid, you can use the date you receive the form as the date that you track. Okay, so now that it has been established that yes, in some scenarios, you may have to track the expiration dates for your foreign vendor's IRS W-8 forms, let's talk about four ways that you may be able to use to track those expiration dates. So the first one is your accounting system or your ERP, and some may have a separate date that you can use, a date field that you can use to key in the date that the form was signed. And if that's the case, then that means that you can pull a report based on that field and you can identify when those foreign vendors are due for a new W-8 form. Now, I do recommend that you include in your desktop procedures the field or fields that need to be populated to identify the foreign vendor needs to be tracked. So maybe you have to populate the date that the form was signed or received and then maybe you also need to check a box to say that this is a foreign vendor or something within your system that identifies it as a uh, foreign vendor allowing it to be tracked and reported on so uh, make sure you whatever that is you include that in your desktop procedures and then make sure you also have an accounts payable team member pull reports or export data to track the receipt of forms due. And it's really a bonus if your company has uh, robotics process automation or RPA software because then you can automate the pulling of the report or even um, automate uh, exporting the data into an Excel file or any other related task. And the point here is to just make sure that the report or the data uh, gets pulled so that you or someone on your team can start following up with the vendors early enough in the year so that the expiring WAs are collected by 1231. So the second way that you can track uh, expiration dates for W-8 is if you have a vendor self-registration portal. Now the functions of the vendor portals, they vary. So unless there is an automated email that generates to the vendor and then tracks the receipt and entry of a valid uh, IRS W-8 full or partial manual tracking may still be required. And even with automation, have an accounts payable team member pull a report identify the expiration date of the eligible vendors and then track the receipt or um, verify that you have a valid W-8 attached within the vendor portal. And I say that because some vendor portals will allow the vendors to upload a copy of their W-8 form. And when they upload, it's date stamped, but the date stamp can be different than the signature date on uh, the W-8, so you kind of have to watch that. Other vendor portals um, may have an interactive IRS W-8 where the date stamp The signature date is the same date because that form is interactive and they're digitally signing the form So the date in the system will be the date that you track So it depends on your vendor self-registration portal great if they have a mechanism for an email to go out when that date is about to expire Um, But you just need to make sure that you know what how your uh, vendor self-registration portal functions and to adjust your tracking accordingly. So the third way to track expiration dates is my absolute favorite. And that is when there is an external team involved and that external team not only provides assistance or uh, tax expertise in reviewing the W-8 forms when they're received so that you don't have to um, worry that you're not collecting the right form and that you're not identifying those vendors that need to have withholding based on the type of spend. But um, that external team can take the responsibility of tracking the W-8 expiration dates. In my experience, though, I had um, a hybrid situation. And this is where there was an external tax team. We had two or three tax professionals in another group, and we would collect the W-8s. However, that team needed to review and approve to make sure we had the right forms to make sure we we entered them into the ERP system correctly with the correct um, income code, status codes. And that was great because then we didn't have to have that burden of um, reviewing those forms. But the 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 other side of that was, is that we did all the other lake work. So we had to do the tracking of the expiration dates, and then we had to do all of the follow up with the vendors to collect the, um, the new W-8 form. So I had a hybrid, if you don't, lucky you. But there are some things I'll share with you that I learned in that experience. And the biggest thing is, is just to ensure that if you have a new foreign vendor or if a foreign vendor updates their information and sends a new WA, just make sure that team gets them. Also, assign a point of contact and a backup. So if that external team has questions or they need vendor information or they need invoices pulled, say for when they're preparing the annual tax forms, they have one or two people to go to. So the fourth way to track expiration dates is the manual process. And I will tell you, I have worked at small businesses, I have worked at medium-sized businesses, and I have worked for a fortune 15 company. And at each business, there was always at least one accounting system or ERP that required a manual tracking process for W-8 expiration dates. And at the Fortune 15 company and actually at one of the medium-sized businesses as well, there were multiple um, accounting systems or ERPs. And one, I may have been able to track expiration dates in one system, but may not have been able to track it in another. So everywhere I go or everywhere I went or was, there was always a requirement for at least one of the systems to track uh, the expiration dates for w8s and really at one company the way i felt about it was based on the way that the accounting system tracked those dates there was some partial manual tracking anyway so i just tracked all foreign vendors for each system manually and that worked out better than tracking manually for one system and then going back and following the process to track through the other accounting system for other foreign vendors. And really, especially at the small business and the medium-sized business, uh, business there really wasn't a large volume of foreign vendors, so it was just easier to track them on manually. Now, for a manual process, um, you can create an Excel table or an access database that includes fields such as the vendor ID, the vendor name, the W8 form type, a contact name, an email address, the date the request was sent, a W-8 sign date, and date the new W-8 was collected. And then you can add a formula to generate the expiration date and the business days to expiration. Now, you can get fancy in Excel and add conditional formatting for those that are expiring by 1231 of the current year or even within a certain amount of days. And what I'll do so you can see a visual of that is I will put a link to the blog post that's related to this podcast. And in that blog post, I have a visual of the Excel spreadsheet that I created. So you can get that from the show notes and then go and take a look. Now, one method that some of you listening may use, but I didn't include in this list because I've never used um, that for tracking expiration dates, is tax license software. So if you have something like 1099 Pro, or I believe it was called like Taxport or something from Sovos, if you currently use one of those or any other tax uh, software to track your W-8 expiration dates, why don't you leave a comment and uh, let us know how that works for you, what you like about it, any tips that you can give anyone that's looking for a different way to track. Okay, so now that I have talked about the four ways to track expiration dates, for W-8 forms. The first one was the accounting system or ERP. The second one was a vendor self-registration portal. The third way was an external team, my favorite. And then the fourth way was a manual process. But whichever way you track W-8 form expiration dates, you should all be prepared on January 1, to appropriately flag those vendors who do not have a valid W 8 form on file so that you may back up withhold. So, if you or your team member have been trying to collect a W 8 from a foreign vendor that has not responded by 1231 on January 1, you need to be prepared to back up withhold. And the good news is, is that once the vendors see that they have taxes withheld, that is a great incentive to now pay attention and forward the applicable W-8 form. Um, the other thing I want to say is once you receive that valid W-8 form, the vendor is going to ask for a refund for any of the backup withholding payments that, uh, you made to the IRS. And the response to that is absolutely not but in a very professional way. So you can tell them that they need to include those withholding payments with their annual tax filings. And they're still not going to be happy with that, but your accounting system will remain clean. And that is a great segue to end the podcast because no one wants the extra burden of those backup withholding payments, which ironically, many companies, companies have to track those manually as well. So start early and collect those IRS W-8 forms before they expire on the last day of the third succeeding calendar year from the date the form was signed. Okay, so as normal, review these recommendations with your leadership, your auditing team, and or your tax professionals and adjust for your business needs. So thanks everyone. I hope you enjoyed the 24th episode of Putting the AP in Happy Podcast, where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Don't forget to check the show notes where I will put a link to the related blog post so you can see a visual of the Excel file that I described for the manual tracking method. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing and writing a review of my podcast on the platform that you use to listen. Stay happy.